Hello, Fempreneurs. Lindsay Berry here. I'm just out for a hike with my dog and my bear spray just outside of the beautiful little town that I live in, overlooking the Rocky Mountains here in Alberta. And I want to talk to you today about the fact that people don't remember what you posted on Instagram and Facebook. What they remember is that you cared enough to post. And I heard this from Rachel Hollis. I heard her say that on stage at this amazing event that I went to in San Diego in 2019 called the Influencer Conference. It was held by Brennan Burchard. And as he does, he had a bunch of his awesome, influential, amazing friends on stage. And Rachel Hollis is one of them. And she said, people don't remember what you posted they remember that you cared. So the problem I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is they go dark on social media for a little while because they've had some heavy life stuff come up or they've just been lacking inspiration and motivation. Maybe they just don't know what to post and all of a sudden a week's gone by and they haven't posted. This is when the overthinking, it starts to kick in. They start to think, oh my gosh, I've been quiet for a while. And I don't even know like how to break the silence. I feel like I have to tell people why I've been quiet on social media. And then it's that whole fight, flight or freeze thing. And they just continue to stay frozen or they flight and they just say, ah, oh, this is too hard. This is too scary. So what I want you to do is just think about the fact that people don't remember what you posted. They remember that you cared. So there's a really slight, small, teeny weeny little less than 1% chance that people have actually noticed you haven't been on social media. <laughs> First of all, you're giving yourself way too much credit if you think people have noticed that you haven't been on social media. They are busy. They are paying attention to what's being put in front of their faces. They're not taking the time to think about the fact that you have been missing from their Instagram feed. Now, this is a good thing. So, for example, today's uh, today's podcast episode that you're listening to right now, I'm going to add, so this is going to be a double whammy podcast episode with so much juiciness because I haven't put a podcast episode for a little while. I feel like it's been probably two weeks. Um, and during that time we had the Femperers conference. A lot of awesome stuff has happened. Um, some other stuff has happened that's kind of pulled my attention away from putting up another episode, but I've also just been sitting in that place of wanting to feel very clearly called to talk about something specific on this episode. But I also have a recording from an Instagram live, which I'm going to share with you today. So back to um, this pep talk I'm trying to give you here about not overthinking it. I want you, if you've been in one of these dark places or next time you're in a dark place where you just haven't posted on social media for a while, what I want you to do, oh my gosh, I'm walking, I'm walking up a really steep hill. I'm actually gonna sit on a rock because I think I'm kind of out of the wind here too, which is good. I'm gonna just sit on this very cute rock. Um, I want you to stop overthinking those times when you get a little bit uh, quiet on social media for a while and you're having a hard time getting back on social media. So remember, people aren't sitting there chomping at the bit, awaiting your next post, expecting you to explain why you've been um, absent from social media for a week or two or three or four. Just get back on there. Just get back into it. 
Um, post anything that you feel is valuable to even one person. Tell a little story about your life 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago that you feel is valuable. So that's my pep talk. Get back on the horse. <laughs> you actually haven't been bucked off. You have not been bucked off. You're not injured. You're okay. You really just need to keep reminding yourself that your job on social media is to serve others through sharing valuable things with them. And you're not trying to share, to serve everyone. You're only trying to serve that small niche group of people that you were meant to serve. So if you are feeling frozen, oh, the wind uh, direction has changed here. I hope you can still hear me okay. So if you feel like that little niche group of people needs to hear something, don't worry about what everyone else thinks that isn't that niche group of people. Post it, be honest, be real. Um, if you've had a bit of a downer, uh, perhaps you've had a death of a loved one, an acquaintance, a friend, um, you don't need to talk about it on social media. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but don't feel like you have to. Uh, social media can be a place for real raw feelings and real raw stories. However, um, people have enough negativity going on in their own lives. They don't necessarily need to hear about yours. So I could go into detail about some of the, the heavier stuff that I've experienced lately, but I'm not going to because I don't feel it's of value to you, or at least I haven't figured out the right way to talk about it yet. And so rather than stay frozen, um, here I am sharing my heart with you because I want to help you get unstuck in those times when you're feeling like you can't post, you don't know what to post. I also want to remind you that there is a 22-day Instagram marketing challenge on YouTube. It's absolutely free. Um, the best way to find the first video is just to go to yycfemprinters.com slash challenge. There's well over $2,000 dollars worth of free content ideas marketing strategies all of the best stuff that has worked for me and helped me grow um, a large instagram following a, a fairly substantial sized email list um, a business coaching women um, you know about marketing and it's it's all there i'm dishing it all out to you and every time i learn something new i'm always going to share it with you here in the podcast so thanks for listening and staying tuned all right, now let's dive into this recording. Let's get her on here. All right. Renee, Renee, there she is. Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's the weather in Kelowna? Is that where you are right now, Kelowna? Yeah. Uh, it feels like an October day, so like fallish. Yeah. Okay. But that's good. That's good. We are a few days away from getting on a plane to go to Costa Rica for the March mm -hmm. break, so I'm not complaining. Oh man! Cheers to that! Out of girl. Yeah. So I was so happy to learn that you are also super tall and you're also in love with purple. I think we instantly have a lot in common with that. You're so tall too. I am 5'10". Okay. So I'm not quite as tall as yeah. you, but I love tall women because mm -hmm. um, then I don't feel like the, the tallest person in the room for a change, which right. is fun. I know. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I'm always the tallest person, which is like, for somebody who is an extroverted introvert, it's a little bit much because you're always the one standing out. Everyone's yeah. looking at you. 
<laughs> and the people that know me laugh because I am the most uncoordinated, lanky person. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I think this has been a fabulous introduction to the one and only Renee who lives in Kelowna, is off to Costa Rica, favorite mm -hmm. color is purple. She's six feet tall, a total bombshell, business building babe. And I'm excited to have you share with the audience today some of your business building tips and more importantly, why you're so passionate about helping women start and grow their businesses. So like, take us back to Renee as a little girl, like mm. what were you like and how did that person turn into this, you know, female empowerment, um, badass basically. Yeah. So as a little girl, I, oh my gosh, I think I had like a, a normal childhood. Um, but I was always the, fun, goofy, inclusive one of, of my friends. And I always wanted people to be happy and excited and like rallying people together to just feel included um, and have a lot of fun, whatever it is we were doing. And I think that's really transpired into the business that the businesses I've created over the years, um, especially now it, with We Wild Women, where I coach and train female entrepreneurs. And part of it is feeling like you're not going through this alone. But between those, the young girl, Renee, and the person that I am today, um, I've had a handful of businesses, um, an acquisition. I wrote a book. Um, I'm in the process of writing another planner. And I used to run a very successful PR agency for funded technology startups, which was kind of like the, the 15 minutes of fame for me. And I started that business when I was two, oh, yeah, eight months pregnant with my first son, and in the same year of starting that business, welcomed um, my second son, Noah. So I have Irish twins. As people always ask, how'd you do it? How'd you start this business and raise a family? And quite frankly, I don't remember those dark days, but I do know <laughs> that we applied uh, business-like philosophies to our family life. So everything we were doing to be organized in business from operations manuals to like meetings and all that stuff. We, um, we used it in our business, in our family, and it's, it's helped us to today. And my boys are now eight, nine years old. And yeah, we're just living an awesome, what I call integrated life. Wow. 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 That's awesome. Okay. So yeah, I'm just so excited to learn more about you um, and what took you from your 15 minutes of fame, as you call it, to choosing to focus solely on women-owned businesses and helping them get off the ground and running. So how did that, like, where was the aha moment or was it a person or was it an, like a, a situation? How did you decide to shift gears? There was a few things. Um, the first was in shutting down that agency. So there's a point in this like inflection point in my business where it's like, I could either keep going and two, three exit, or I need to take a break. And I never had a moment of rest through both pregnancies, through both newborns. Like they were in daycare full time, both when they were five weeks old. Um, and even like the day after giving birth, I was on sales calls. Like my team needed me, my clients needed me, my co-founder needed me. And quite frankly, I was addicted to that lifestyle. And there was part of it that was escaping reality of becoming a new, a new mother. So mm -hmm. But all of that to say, in the six, seven years I did that business, I burnt out really bad. And it was like this prog progress of like burning out. And finally, one day I was just like, I can't do this. And so I wound down the business, closed it down. And I decided I was going to take some time off. But um, that didn't work out. <laughs> I started a business right away after that, which was called the Family Academy, 
where I was teaching entrepreneur families how to live an integrated life. And what okay. happened with that is I ended up becoming this couple's therapist. I didn't like that. That's not <gasps> what I signed up for. I'm not qualified for it. And quite frankly, I am such an empath. I was just absorbing all these people's traumas and I just couldn't deal with that because here I am on this journey to heal as opposed to actually being a therapist. Um, but what I noticed in a lot of these conversations were how there was like a man and a woman partnership marriage and it was a lot of the wives or or the females that were interested in starting growing their business because it was the men that were out um growing their businesses and they're like you know i actually want to do this i just don't know how to create this lifestyle this schedule this routine to be able to be a good mother a good partner mm -hmm. and grow a business and so i was like okay so these women really wanted business advice they wanted to know how can i create a sustainable business and have a good family life and so what branched off, and I remember the moment that I came up with the name, I was sitting in a, a wine bar in London, England, <laughs> by myself, doodling literally on a napkin, ideas for what the framework of this program of We Wild Women would become, and also the name We Wild Women. And it just came to me like this ultimate download. And it's been a couple of years now, and I've coached I mean, in those years, I've coached hundreds of female entrepreneurs, both private and group coaching, and it has been probably the most rewarding work that I have ever done. Wow. I'm loving this story. I was like, I need some popcorn. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is so awesome. Oh, yeah. Wow. And there's, there are obviously lots of details that I'm, I'm leaving out, but um, that's really the 30,000-foot view. And, you know, in that cool. time going from – being a 30 year old new mother. And like in those, those past 10 years, like this year I turned 40 and really understanding that huge transition as a woman, as a mother and like where I stand in this world. And so not only was there was like this new like kids and businesses and like getting married and moving across the country, but there was also like, I'm evolving. And how does this all relate to my identity? How does this relate to my purpose and my mission? Um, and it's, morphing now into something bigger, especially this year for what we wild women will become. Awesome. There's something about turning 40. I turned 40 this coming August and I wrote a book uh, called Money and the 39 Forever Mom back when I was 33 years old. And I wrote this book about 39 Forever Moms because I had a business coach at the time that said, you know, helped me analyze my business and figure out who I loved serving the most and which clients I would clone. And it was the moms, right? And they were all mm -hmm. over 39. And long story short, the year 39 has been crazy for me. And whenever I meet someone, and even in the past five years or so, when I meet someone who's 39, it's like, I just, it, it's, it's a number, it's a thing. So, and then turning 40, it seems to be an even bigger thing, which is exciting. Um, so bring on 40. I'm pumped. And you, you just turned 40 and you're rocking it. So that's yeah. exciting too. <laughs> I will tell you this. There's something about turning 40 and like people have said this to me. So when I was 38 years old, it was like, I was apprehensive about getting older because like, you're no longer young, right? Thirties is still young, but forties is like, like those <laughs> forgotten years. And what I know of women in their forties is they're the most beautiful because they're the most confident. They understand themselves and they have this no F's attitude. And I love that. It's like, yeah. most of these women are just face value. This is what it is. Like, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. There's no trying for the most part to like prove yourself to anybody because you've spent the last 40 years already trying to do it. You get exhausted yes. and you're like, 
this is who I am. Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, yes. And so with that became so much healing and so much like, like a lotus leaf unfolding. I was like, oh, this is who I am. I'm not for everybody. And I can't believe I spent my 20s trying to be everything to everybody. Like that was exhausting. So if I go back yeah. to like my 18 year old self, I would say, hey, you know, in the next 12 years, you're going to really want to prove yourself to other people. And there's a point where you have to in your career. But for the most part, it's like, just back off the gas and just be a kid, right? Have fun. Life's for living. Um, and now that's what I'm doing. <laughs> living. Yay. Awesome. So your birthday's in August? Yeah. What day? 23rd. Oh, I'm August 20th. Are we both Leos? No, I'm a Virgo. Yeah, you missed it by one day. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely relate to the Leo side of things more. Yeah, I can see um, that. Because back in the day, the ver like the magazines, you know, like Seventeen mm -hmm. magazine, whatever, Chatelaine, <laughs> yeah. whatever magazine happened to grab in a dentist office would some were different. Some said that I was a Leo. Some said I was a Virgo. So. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you can just be whatever you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really pay yeah, a lot of You don't need you Seventeen Magazine to tell you what you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I've just, I've done a little research into Leo and Virgo, and I feel like I'm more of a Leo style. But anyways. Yeah, then that's what you are. Um, I, I do want to ask you um, more about the, you, you see a lot of women getting ready to start businesses, maybe dreaming them up, maybe never starting them because they perceive this massive roadblock is in their way. Um, and I don't want to like dwell on the negative here. What I want to do is have you share some of those common roadblocks that you're seeing women facing. And maybe they're literally just things they're perceiving that aren't that big of a deal. Because I want women, you know, watching this right now or whenever they watch it, listening to this on the podcast to feel normal and to understand that this is okay and normal and they can push through. But like just identify for us some of the top maybe two to three challenges that women face starting their businesses like is it technology is it getting on instagram for the first time is it what their family and friends will say like what kind of stuff have you found is common uh so the three most common things are mindset perfectionism and worry that's going to take up too much of their time okay. and so the mindset thing is who am i to do this i've never done this before why would people buy from me and it doesn't matter who you are i've coached women that have a 10 million dollar year businesses to those that just have an idea and they all think the same way even like people that have a master's degree, they're like, who am I to be the one to tell you about X, Y, and Z, even though you're probably the most educated person on the planet. So it's the mindset thing. And it's the thing about it is there's no quick fix. And it's not like you just have a moment where you're like, okay, cool. My mindset's fixed. I'm good to go. It's a constant process. It's a constant personal development evolution because the person you are today is not the person that you need to be to run a million dollar business, to run a $5 million business and on and on. It's a constant yeah. working on yourself and understanding your own roadblocks, your own apprehensions, your own beliefs, and getting through those things. So the mindset thing is always where we start, no matter what we're doing. If we're going to start CrossFit for the first time, if we're going to start training for a marathon or start a business or be a mother, you have to get past the fact that, yeah, you're going to fail. And yes, you're going to suck when you first start, but everybody sucks when they first start. Right. And you can <laughs> yeah. look at people that are on chapter 15 for inspiration, but don't think you're going to get there overnight. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is like, and that's where perfectionism comes in. And people think they have to have the perfect branding, the perfect messaging, the perfect website, the perfect Instagram, everything to get started. No, you don't. 
One of my really good friends, Anna Lozano, she had a, she did a collaboration with Jillian Harris and was in her jelly box with her, her journal last fall. And she has this beautiful story about how that happened. And yeah. because of that big win for her, she's had a lot of women ask her, how do you start and market a e-commerce product-based business? And she's like, I got you. I know how to do this. So she arbitrarily threw this mastermind together. And what she did was like, hi, I'm Anna. And she has this huge following. And every day she talked about what's included in this mastermind. And the only thing that she did to promote it was put a PayPal link in her stories. There was no fancy funnels, no fancy landing pages, no fancy ads, nothing. It was like, you want in, here's my link, pay me, and we'll figure this out together. I love that. And I'm oh. like, oh, that is messy, but that is awesome. Because <laughs> if you're in the tech space, there's one thing that they talk about when you're first starting a tech company is the MVP, your minimum viable product. What is the one problem you can solve for your customer now? And it doesn't have to be pretty. Work on that and evolve on that and tweak that. And so there's the mindset and then there's the perfectionism. And then the last thing is always the, I'm not going to have enough time for that. Mm. You can choose to have as much or a little time as you want. Oh, I will yeah. tell you this. If you want to start a million dollar business, because every single female entrepreneur that is starting or in their first year of business, when I say, what is your one, three or five year goal is to make a million dollars. It sounds so beautiful and it sounds so amazing. It's not for everybody. Because yeah. that means you have to make $83,000 a month revenue. Your MRR has to be $83,000 a month. And then if you break that down weekly, people are like, oh, I have to sell a lot or I have to figure this out or I have to increase my prices. And so the, the time thing is, yeah, if you want to do a million dollar a year business, going back to my story at the beginning, when I had those two babies in the same year, that business eventually became a million dollar business. I was also working 50, 60 hours a week. I was on planes giving talks, going to meet clients. There was no time. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can say, woohoo, I run a million dollar a year business. But if it's only to say that you're doing it, then there's a disconnect with your purpose and the mission. Um, mm. There are a lot of women that I talk to are like, I want to figure out how to make $500,000 a year passively. Well, if somebody had the golden ticket to that, everybody would be doing it. It is <laughs> impossible. The only way to do it is if you've already built the foundation or you come from a very wealthy family that has all the resources to help you achieve that. So the time thing is something you either have to get over. Sorry. <laughs> it's not an easy um, thing to really digest. Um, or you have to find a plan, a partner, people on your team to help you gain your time back. So it's like right. buying back your time. So part of what I do with my, my coaching is we work through the profit foundation framework. And one thing is identifying all the things you do in a day that use the Eisenhower matrix. It's like do, delegate, delete, delay. Mm -hmm. What are the things you have to do or delegate or delete and delay? There's a lot of things on our list and an everyday basis that can be deleted. Yeah. <laughs> and I just did this with my podcast and my podcast promotion. And I was like, yeah. I went through everything in details. Like, what do we do to promote each episode? 50% of it was irrelevant. And it was taking an extra four hours a week. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so where else are we losing time? Mm. And so this morning, mm. I spent the morning rewriting my sales script. Wow. And I was like, where am I losing time on these sales calls? And I like took out chunks and I crossed out sentences. And I was like, this is the perfect script. 
Yeah. Right. So this is, these are the three things, the mindset, the perfectionism and the time that every single female that I've coached has faced in starting or growing their business. Okay. So what I'm hearing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, you really do need to understand that the amount of time you put in and that dollar value have a direct correlation. So this yeah. number cannot be too out of whack at realistically with this number, like they have to be sort of in line. Like, do you, do you give them kind of a framework of like, if you have reasonably have 10 hours a week to invest in your business, you can maybe reasonably expect to achieve this range of income. I mean, there's, you... there's so many variables too, though. It's like, right. do you already have the foundation? Like, I want to go back to that example with my friend, Anna, is she mm -hmm. already had a huge following on Instagram. She has, I don't know, like 30,000 followers. Right. So her foundation is there. So for her to just flip open a live or a story and put in a link, she's you're guaranteed sales. But if yeah. you have two people following you, that's not going to work. Right. right. Who's to say that they both won't buy from you, but you have to build up that foundation always. So people, so my big thing is PR and everyone right. always asks, Oh, I'm launching my business or I want to do PR. When do I start? I'm like today because public relations is about relations. So yeah. PR means doing these lives, doing stories, asking people to come onto your podcast, asking someone to do a live with you. It's yeah. always like having touch points with your brand. I always say eight touch points a day. So what does that mean? Is like how many times you're actually putting your brand out there and it has to be at least eight times a day. Mm -hmm. If it's a story, if it's an Instagram post, if it's a Twitter, if it's an email, if it's a sales call, it's something like, what are your eight? Make a list. Check, check, check. Mm -hmm. Do that every single day. Nice. And it doesn't take a lot of time. Like to be successful in PR, once you have like the foundation in place is mm -hmm. 10 pitches a week. Yeah. That's two hours a day and you can get some pretty good media coverage. Nice. But yeah, starting your business. I mean, there, there is such thing as passive income. But to get to the point of passive income is what people don't talk about, right? Like, oh, passive income in having a rental property. Awesome, sign me up. It's not going to start today because you have to find the place. You have to get the financing. You have to find, like, accept the offer. You have to do the renos. And then yeah. maybe in six months or a year from now, you'll actually start making passive income. Right. And God forbid you find horrible renters in the meantime because that delays everything. You're going to find <laughs> right. horrible customers and horrible partners and horrible yeah. everybody. So here's the reality about starting a business is there's a lot of people online that don't do us a, like they do us a disservice and making it mm -hmm. seem like it's easy and it's quick. It's not right. It's not. If you want something quick and fast, it ain't going to be cheap. Mm -hmm. If you want something fast and cheap, it ain't going to be fast or it ain't going to be good. Right. It's like the mm -hmm. trifecta mm -hmm. of business. Yeah. And so if you're really interested in starting or growing a business, it's going to take twice as long as you think. Yeah. Right. And like that 10,000 to 50 to $83,000 a month will come, but you just have to keep showing up. Yeah. You can't take Absolutely. vacations. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that brings me to my next question. I wanted you to talk a little bit about, um, so Instagram marketing tips in regards to making real connections. You're talking about this, um, eight touch points a day thing. Um, and maybe some days those are all Instagram, maybe some days those are only two or three Instagram, like for those watching and listening, um, you know, you're probably already processing what, what Renee said a moment ago about each touch points a day. And you're like, okay, well, I had, you know, a uh, first time, you know, consultation with a new client one day. So that counted as one. And I posted on LinkedIn. So that counted as one. And like, 
Um, but, but regards to Instagram specifically, if you're doing some of those touch points on Instagram in your business, Renee, what does that look like? What are you actually doing? And, and I'm not talking about like just all the things you've done, but the things that you're finding are actually resulting in real connections. Oh, I love this question. Cause it's all PR. <laughs> it's like my <laughs> PR framework is called the PR engine and it's finding and following people that are hyper relevant and providing okay. as much value as possible. And value on Instagram, as we know, is followers and likes and comments, right? And saving right. people stuff. It's like, oh, this Renee girl, she's just saved my thing or she just shared my thing. Who is she? What is she doing? And then you eventually, like, you build these relationships over time, right? A minimum two weeks. And just like, I think it was you and I. Um, it was, no, it was somebody else that I talked to yesterday. We were DMing back and forth. And then all of a sudden, we got to voice memos. The voice notes in, in DMs is killer, and you know why? Here's the secret is it's not cut and pasted, right? Mm. There's so many cut and paste. Hey girl, I just watched your Instagram reel and blah, 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 blah. It's like, how many hey girls are there? But when you send somebody a voice note, what like, is hey, my name? Right? Like, hey, Lindsay, um, love the way you spell your name. Tune in to a couple of your episodes on your podcast. I love what you're doing. Um, maybe we can connect sometime over like a virtual coffee and see if there's any way I can support you. Something yeah. like that. It's like, oh, who is this girl? Right? Yeah. And that's yeah, I loved your email. I loved your email. Okay. Like, you know, it's like you like you said in the email, I'm sure you get lots of these. Yeah. And immediately that just saying that alone set you apart. And you're obviously a PR friggin' brainiac, but like that email was beautiful. It wasn't too long, but it was just really grabby. And it was like I felt like you were talking to me. Yeah. You know, when you said the name of my podcast in the email, you didn't say, I want to be, you know, on your podcast. It was like, yes, I want you to be on the Femper podcast. Like, yes. And so many people send me those emails and I'm like, no, no, right? <laughs> because you've done nothing but talk about yourself in this email and you don't know anything about me, obviously. So you, you're a friggin' genius. And I'm so like excited Yay. that you're talking more right now. And for those that are just hopping on, I didn't really do a proper um, bio in the beginning, but just if you're just hopping on now, Renee is the author um, of a book called. Get, is it called We Wild Women? No, it's called Get Covered. So how to get create, covered? Okay. How to craft, pitch, and tell your startup story to get more customers? Right. Yeah. Okay, and you're the founder of We Wild Women, and yes. you have a podcast called Into the Wild. Yes. Um, how long have you had your podcast for? Uh, two years. So next cool. month, it'll be two years and we're on episode 111 this week. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's just a quick little bio for those of you just joining us now. I'm really honored to have you on. You've shared so much value so mm -hmm. far in the episode. Um, so do you have anything else around the marketing tips uh, specifically for Instagram for specifically for making real connections? I think the people mm -hmm. think marketing means one thing. And to me, it means making real connections, like as you just described with the voice, voice notes. 100%. And so I think when you look at where PR stands in like the marketing silo, I think it stands above everything else. Because marketing really is about connecting with your ideal customer. It's about them feeling, oh, they're listening to me. Oh, you're saying what I'm thinking. But PR is about building those relationships. And I'll say this. I don't know a single successful entrepreneur that hasn't gotten to where they are without those relationships. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing anybody can do at any stage of business is to come up with a basic PR plan of which is connecting. So there might be some overlap because people will be like, well, that's an Instagram play. But yes, it's part of PR. 
It's connection. It's creating relationships. So where you can create relevant relationships, do it. And yeah. deliver results, deliver value. I've done so many free talks and like I've done a lot of these things because I know the value in giving that, those, that information to the people that need it. And then there's a mm -hmm. point where it's like, I'm going to charge for this, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the other thing yeah. too, is people make sure you're charging for your services. Um, <laughs> right. But it always comes down to that. And it's always like how, like, I remember there was a good year that every Friday, part of my connection point was to make an intro to two people I thought I should meet. Hey, Lindsay, mm -hmm. you should meet this good believe that you guys probably have a really good potential connection in harboring a, sh and a guest on your show or something and yeah so I used to do that and that was super relevant then I got to a point where I didn't know who to introduce to <laughs> yeah so you must have really really nailed that one to the point where you were like okay I need some new people in my funnel here because <laughs> right <laughs> all these connections have been made magic has been made exactly so going back to those three things in biz building it's always an evolution the first thing you launch is never going to be the right thing it's never going to be perfect but look mm. for cues and your customers messaging look for what they're saying look for the problems that they're having and how you can solve that for them because oh, people yeah. don't buy because of you they buy because of the the problem you solve for them right it's yeah. always the what's in it for me if you can answer that question then you're gold yeah thank you for saying that i i definitely have a lot of new fempreneurs um, that come into the community and whether they take the marketing school that i offer or whether they just come to a few events and they will often say you know after they've built their website and built their logo and you know launched their first you know lead magnet or program or whatever and then they're like all of a sudden they're shifting gears and they're like i've realized that that's not the thing it's this and i think they have a little bit of frustration with that but it happened like i love that you said it happens to all of us because it happened to me it's happened to me a few times and like you said um about your friend that popped the link into her instagram stories all these people came to her and said we want this can it looks like you can teach us this and she was like well yeah i can throw that together and teach it tomorrow if i need to like we have these things that sometimes others see in us that we don't even realize we should be offering the world. Yeah. So you can't get to that point without putting that first thing out there that doesn't necessarily end up being your thing long-term. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it's, it's a messy start. Um, and that's okay because as Angie Lee says, um, perfect is a lie. Nothing yeah. is perfect. And if you're okay with something being 80%, then just go with it. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on today. I could literally keep you here for hours <laughs> asking a million different questions, but I want to make sure um, I respect your time and our listeners' time. How can people get in touch with you? Cool. Yeah, they can connect on Instagram. It's Renee underscore Warren. So two E's and Renee. And you can check out what we're doing on wewildwomen.com. We just launched our Wild Collective, which is a monthly membership for female entrepreneurs. And that's kind of beta live right now, but there's a handful of women that are already been in it for a few months. We talk about beta, so we're going back to like the messy first start. Is a quick story is in December, I said, hey, I'm gonna do this thing. It's a accountability group. I don't know what I'm doing, but who wants to join? And I had 12 women sign up. And I was like, hmm, okay, and we did it for three months and they kept paying. And I was like, okay, so you wanna keep doing this? They said, yes. 
So that is like proof of concept. So anyways, the, we, the Wealth Collective has officially launched and this is access to my 23 years of entrepreneurial experience from doing podcasts, writing books, starting a business, um, finances, marketing, you name it. We talk about it and yeah. And then we have some really cool things coming up in the fall, but if you follow me on Instagram, you'll hear all about them. Awesome. Yeah. And definitely your book is on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yep. So check out Renee's book and you have a planner already or you're building up your planner right now. Yeah. We had the proof come in. So the sample came in a couple of weeks ago and it is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the logistics of COVID made it slow down, but that should be available in the fall as well. So yeah. So tune in also cool. into the wild podcast and we talk all about yeah. this stuff as well. Nice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for reaching out. This is uh, you're a perfect fit. For the women here in the YYC Fempreneur community, and um, you've shared so much values. Um, you did mention at one point that you, um, if you could talk to your, you know, uh, late teens, early twenties self, you would yeah. tell her to, uh, you know, maybe I think what your words were were something around um, know that you're going to have to prove yourself, but try not to care so much what people think or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you want to mm -hmm. leave leave our younger femtorners with anything else around what you would tell your 18 to 22 year old self? Yeah, don't take it so seriously. There's going to be points in your career in your life where you do have to prove yourself because you are just starting out. But I mean, just take it day by day. Don't be so hard on yourself. And it's okay to be messy. <laughs> Okay, awesome. And I'd like to invite you back at some point in the next, you know, three to six months to talk more about uh, talk more specifically to high school girls, because I don't know about you uh, moving from high school into the world of PR, but I did not know that anything that I'm doing in my adult life was even a possibility for me <laughs> career wise when I was in high school. So I'd love for you to share, you know, at a later time more about that story of how you discovered um, you know, your career that led you to having this business you have now. Um, because I do 100%. think there's a lot of girls out there that are trying to figure out what to do when they grow up. And it's, it's, it's such a huge wide world of, of options. Now, I think it can be overwhelming. And I think hearing some of us share our stories can be really helpful. So I'm going to do um, a, like kind of a bundle of episodes that are focused on on teen girls here in the future. So we'd love to have you back for that, Renee. For sure. I would love that. Thank you. So honored. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, well, have a great day, Renee. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.